Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with David Carmel, founder of Deal Rocket and president of C-Suite Advantage. Welcome, David. Thank you, Deej, for having me. And I appreciate all you do for helping the startup and the small business ecosystem, as well as other aspirers who are looking to get in and get involved. 100%. It's my pleasure to have you here. Um, to get us started with, can you tell us a little bit about your history, your background, and how you ended up doing what you're doing today? Sure, I'll be happy to. The reason I'm smiling, it's kind of a little bit of an embarrassing story, but I think it's uh, probably uh, pertinent to what you're looking at and regarding the ability to pivot and learn from others and maybe reprocess information that you thought was correct incorrectly. So the answer to your question is, how did I get involved with it? Well, it was a colleague of mine said to me prior to the pandemic, you should really get involved in uh, writing and in, in software development. And I looked at him like he had three heads, literally three heads and said to him, I could, at the time, I can barely code. And then he says to me, Sometimes you're the smartest guy in the room, and sometimes you're just an idiot, the dumbest guy in the room. And I go, oh, great, thanks. And my philosophy is in the, uh, it's time to find another room if you think you're the smartest guy. But I said, what do you mean? He said, your whole career, you've been designing solutions. And matter of fact, you've always handed them off to programmers, fully designed, ready to go. That is what software development is. And all of a sudden, he said that to me. And he said, do you know those problems that you have on that you've been talking about? You can actually design those and make solutions happen. But it's going to take a unique focus and unique design for someone to want to do it. And it has to be done at scale. So for all of you out there who never thought you had a place to go or opportunity, just keep it in mind that, even, that people like me have to learn and we have to learn from our mistakes. And that's how I end up at Deal Rocket today. So that's what we do. We help people, businesses, and powerful ideas become extraordinary together fast. Amazing. And so what is it that you actually do? Is it mergers and acquisitions? No, it's a good question. You know, people try to lump us into a, and Deej will be happy to show you afterwards, and uh, we can we can talk about it. But, you know, reality is, it's really about connectedness, about how you bring together people, businesses, and powerful ideas, like I said, but who would not otherwise meet become powerful together fast. So how is it that people and inspirers, big businesses, small business alike have the same problem? The big businesses have innovation issues. The little guy has scale and just getting access issues. So how do you bring all that together? And we've created an ecosystem and a whole match and contact. And yes, there is M&A potentially involved, but it's really about connecting. It's really about leveraging your ecosystem. It's really about rewarding your employees, your prospects. It's also about if you want to solve a big problem. So for example, if you're a large company and you want to an insurance company carrier and you want to invite every insure tech onto the platform or every we say we're from Switzerland, uh, but with an attitude, we want more people off the sidelines into the game. And if you think that solving the women or minority business issue is a huge one, invite them, bring them on. You're going to get in before. And just think, Deej, I'm sure as you know, as an entrepreneur yourself and your firm, what is the hardest thing to do is getting the right capital together. And I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about the right people 
who have the best ideas, who can supplement what you do and can take you to a whole new direction. And the odds of finding that on any street corner or with a month or a year is highly improbable. And we can help make that happen in instance. Amazing. That sounds that sounds awesome. And I'd, I'll chat to you offline about some of that. Sounds, oh, sure. Sounds I'm great. Show you. Um, so what, what is your overall business strategy? Our overall business strategy is twofold. One, from a vision standpoint, is it's time to open up the entrepreneurial playing field. It's time to make it fast, simple, and affordable. And one of the ways we do that, which is our business strategy, is going through the big guy. And I mean, we created the big guy, little guy collaboration model, which is the big guy needs the innovation, agility, and how they can rock their ecosystem. And the little guy can provide the scale and innovation like us that can make this happen. So our business model is help these larger corporations in one sense to be able to take their customer base. They have talent issues. Many of them are in grudge industries or have grudge products. So how do you offer a reward that makes the grudge industry or the grudge product chic? And that's one of our strategies do. It's, it's easy, it's ready-made, it can go, and all they need to do is bless it and obviously you know, finance it. We are built to scale for millions and millions. We can do this on one platform or hundreds or thousands. As a matter of fact, Deej, it's a kind of interesting story if it's okay if I go off and, and tell your audience. Um, prior to the pandemic, um, I was a little leery about um, moving forward on this. I had just written a few articles that had gone uh, viral, much to my surprise. And my wife said to me, who's not the risk taker, she said, you know, You've gotten more feedback in a week, it took me a week to answer all these emails, than you would get if you knocked on doors every day for five years. So I suggest if you're going to do this, stop your, and I'm putting my own terms, blanking and moaning about it, and it's a good time to get going. And I realized that I thought the world was going to become digital. I had no opportunity, no thought about um, pandemic, believe me, but I sent out an email to five of the largest financial services companies and uh, just to see if I would get a response and see with a paragraph and never forget it was Wells Fargo, 4 p.m. on a Thursday, sent it out 8 a.m. the next morning, they got back to me. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> My own banker doesn't get back to this fact. And so they said, you know, this is most exciting, this and that, ecosystem investing, which is a key point of ours. And you can do this and you can help get all these people off the sidelines. And I'm just waiting for that butt to drop because they said, you know, it's the most exciting concept they've heard in like a decade. And they said, you know, we have 3 million small business customers. And keep in mind, we haven't even written a stitch of code at this time. And we probably have another 15 to 20 million in what you call our ecosystem between subsidiaries, teams, offices, partners, audiences we want to reach, prospects, you know, they, they named it. So they said to me, how do we know this will work? And I said, what do you mean? She said, and this is where you have to sometimes have to go against the grain. I'm sure your audience has heard of MVP. They asked me that question, which is typically minimal viable product, right? And they said, we hate minimally viable products. So I go, whoa, okay. What do you mean? Well, everybody shows us these examples and five work and, you know, we try to scale it and it's like a boat anchor. So I said, well, what do you want? She goes, we want a fully built out platform. I go, really? And we would like 10 to 20,000 
real mock, whatever it is on it. So we can play with it and try to blow it up and see if it can scale. So I said, buy that number. And she said, well, if you can do 10 to 20,000, we know you can get to, to tens of millions. So we, we understand. And as you well know, I'm sure from your uh, expertise as well. So the long story short is that's how we began Wells Fargo imploded after that. But we kept forward after and that about building out a full platform that people needed to test out. So one of our business models was ready-made at scale that can solve the big guys, as Wells Fargo says, most valuable problem, not minimally viable problem, we used it. And their job, their goal, they said for us, was to solve their good news, bad news problem. Good news is they're big and bad news is big. And it's time to try to make their bad news into good news. So that's what we do. Now on our startup rocket side of the platform, it's pretty obvious where we go after and what we're gonna wanna do and we're ready to launch. Uh, we're just so excited about what's happening globally. It's even exceeded my wildest uh, ambitions. And the fact that one day, because of digital and a platform like ours that you can bring entrepreneurism throughout an entire continent, let alone a world beyond the reach of Google, we are our own financial ecosystem, beyond the reach of the Fed, beyond the reach of fiat governments. I'm not trying to be political here, but that's the power of digital. And by getting the entrepreneurial ecosystem together, I think the world's going to be a lot safer place. So ultimately, our larger vision is that business is good for the world. 100%. Amazing. I, lo I love your vision. And on your journey to where you are today, can you talk of any notable accomplishments? Um, that you've achieved in Deal Rocket. Yeah, sure. Um, in Deal Rocket, we in our Deal Rocket Technologies, we've won uh, a, a number of awards, which is uh, you know kind of interesting. I mean, before we had launched, we won globally. We've won the Best Business Development Award. We've won Top Innovation Award uh, for the United States. We've won um, Most Distinguished uh, Customer Experience Awards. Um, myself, I've also become a again. I'm going to tell you this hypocrite. I always thought that thought leaders were all wind up and no fastball, if you know what I mean. You know, they tell you what to do, but with no solution. And uh, during the pandemic, I decided to write and try to articulate what our philosophies were and some issues that maybe others can. And and now I've been rewarded by being a, a, a top 50 or top 25 in some cases with customer experience and um, employee experience and talent as well as business development. So these are all things that fall together. And for your audience is what we do better than anybody else is really all this at scale. And plus, remember, the silos are coming down if you like it or not. That's what digital is. Everybody talks about digital transformation, which I have no idea what it means. But to me, it means providing value digitally. If you can't do that, then don't even bother talking about it. So uh, DJ, I didn't mean to go on but um, you asked a question and we've had a lot of accomplishments and awards, but I keep those to the side because at the end of the day, it's what we can do for our customers. It's not about me and it's about them. And it's about how we can help you achieve your dreams and trajectory fast. And if we can do that and allow our customers to do that, they will be the biggest winner of all. And that's what we want. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks for that. No worries about going on. I love to, I love to hear all about it. Um, so is, sorry if this wasn't clear. Um, is the business, is your business currently live or is it still, uh, being developed? Well, our business is live in several respects. It, it's always being developed. Our, um, uh, 
our consulting business and site businesses and so forth like that uh, is fully live and, and going. Our platforms, because of the pandemic and other changes that we wanted to make, is just about ready to go um, to uh, levels. I mean, they've been tested for several years now. But we also had to make sure that the marketplace was right, that the world had to open up again, if you know what I mean, that people's brains were realizing that maybe we will not do everything remotely, but digital is still the experience they want. And quite frankly, they're running into huge talent issues now. So sometimes uh, we will be ready to go, actually, probably by this weekend. We put in our final you know, updates, as you well know, what needs to be done. And... Um, we're off to the races, so we're excited about it. And anybody looking for that change in narrative or that really that way to separate themselves from their competition, um, we're here and ready to go. Amazing. Well, yes, I'm looking we, very we are, forward We are to generating that. revenue. We are doing a lot of different things. We do a lot of consult. You know what I'm saying and all that. Yeah, 100%. But, but timing is also very important for when you release a product as robust as ours is. And uh, there's two things we want to do. We want to go after the big guy, and we also want to create a movement on the little guy end so we can merge the two together. Okay, amazing. Well, yeah, I'm looking very forward to it and very forward to following your journey and where the business goes. Um, on the topic of digital transformation, are, you, are there any tools or tactics that you use in your day-to-day -day and business life um, that have made a notable improvement in your efficiencies. Um, I'd love to hear about that because we've seen such a shift in um, technology in the past year and a half or two years. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and what, what tools you make use of. That's a terrific question. Thanks for asking. And also, if I can backtrack a bit, part of coming out with something new that's never been de done before at first of its kind is you can't be too ahead of the marketplace. So timing is very important when you release. So with that said, regarding our digital products, one of the things that we had to learn to do is particularly during the pandemic is how to communicate extraordinarily well together remotely. And it's amazing how the improvement of our meetings went and uh, working together on our platform that when you realize that you have time constraints, what you want to bring into the picture. So one of the things is it doesn't have to be a straightforward meeting. A lot of times think about it like as a singer and songwriter getting together in a studio, just starting to collaborate, right? Well, that's how people I think have to start thinking about things that you're going to have people together remotely. How do you bring them together? Yes, there is software, but really it's the leadership component of that Deej that helps make it together. It's the leader that needs to understand when and where to intervene and how to bring people together and when to step aside, as I said, is when to get directly involved. So the tools we've used, really we've used from our platform, but we've also used, spent a lot of time on making sure that our people and the people that we get involved with have the same common values we do. And I don't mean politically and things like that. I'm talking about we're all rowing in the same direction. We all want to accomplish the same thing. And most importantly, that free speech is totally allowed because the way you get to the best result is by breaking it down and taking the devil's advocate position and challenging 
tenants that you may hold. So what are these situations we brought together? I guess you could say we put a pile, as my mother would say, schmaltz together, and we've been able to figure out how to weave it into a terrific bowl of soup that tastes great and yet is always trying to improve its recipe. Amazing. I, I love the Jewish analogy. Great. Um, and you've obviously like gone through obstacles and challenges in your life. Um, I want to hear what have been the biggest challenges, not only with Steel Rocket, but throughout your business life? What have been the biggest challenges you faced and how did you overcome them? What mindset were you in and how, how did you achieve to overcome those, those challenges? I think part of, first of all, if you haven't had challenges or overcome challenges or had certain what people would call failures, I don't think you've ever taken any risk or done more than dipping your toe into the pool. One, I never took the victim approach. I always tried to look at it as, as if you look at our websites and about our about pages is if roles were reversed, what would I want? You know, if I was in their shoes, so I always, we always try to think about the other party and where they can come forth. And that's helped us. Also, when I was in college, we learned different simulations of role play by taking really tough positions on uh, position on countries or things like that, that you never were interested in doing or wanted to do, but it forced you to understand that there's more than comes to the page. As far as obstacles go, um, one of the things is, Trust is a very big one in today. And how do you build it, particularly in the digital world? And that's one of the things that is really great about our platform and what we can do internally as well as externally is how to bring that trust through. Because I don't know about you, but I've been burned by trust. And um, But the great thing about software and doing certain things is that you can see pretty quickly about trust. And it's a huge issue in AI today, right? I know your firm is one of the leaders in that field and love to learn more about it. But um, biases and ill wishes are not a good thing for software. Bias is important because you have to admit where you want to take it and be clear about it. But keeping certain subtle things in there as I got you type of thing is not a winning formula for anybody. So the answer to your question is yes, I've under overcome a number of obstacles, but after getting knocked down uh, and trying to get back up, I tried to analyze, did I do something wrong? Was it the other party? Was it both of us? What was the issue that caused this type of failure or you know, lack of success? And if you're frank with yourself and you take that 10th man position like uh, an article I recently wrote about devil's advocate and understanding that there's two sides to every coin, I think that's how the best way to overcome things. Also, I do have a chip on my shoulder. For example, in 2008, and I don't mean to get political here, but what happened to small businesses around the world and particularly in the United States uh, is just let a, left a bitter taste in my mouth. And I never want to have that happen again. So what did I do? We've actually built an ecosystem outside the Fed, outside these search engines where we can all take it together and become our own best advocates and find the capital connectives that we all need. So I guess from that aspect of it, I don't think there's anybody who hasn't been touched by pain, that hasn't been touched by a breach of trust, that hasn't been touched by a failure because they misunderstood things. On the other hand, this is where the great products come out. 
this is where you get raw and realizes how did I blank up, excuse the expression, what have I learned and where do I want to help others so they don't have to make the same mistakes twice? like me. Why do you have to keep paying for the dummy tax as small business people, right? Or as startups, as aspirers, even the big guy, they have no innovation. So how do we create this definition of insanity where we keep doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result? That's what all this pain, all these successes, all this experience has brought to the table. And most importantly, listening, seeing, watching, probably been in thousands of different small businesses and you know in my day large businesses i've been assistant to chairman and ceo of a large public corporation when i came out of college been a ceo of a large company company so i understand what it takes and they want ready made solutions that's something they can put their stamp on and take it to their ecosystem and be the hero so whether it's buyerizing insurance or buyerizing this, that's a term of ours. I think you understand turning your business into a feeding frenzy. We can turn you into the hero and let you solve a whole bunch of problems for your constituency in no time. And guess what they'll do? They'll reward you for loyalty. Your employees will become exceptional, become more productive. They'll sell more and they'll be, and your people from the outside will say, you just did what? You invested in me before I even bought your insurance policy or whatever the heck it is. Wow. You know, this is a huge change. And it's time for the big guy to step up, to learn to take care of their employees. They have talent problems and you get the divisiveness out of the system. You know, it's no secret we have divisiveness. We can help bridge that gap. And this is a tool that can do it. And that's what really excites me is when you get everybody on the same page. It's just incredible. I, I love your passion, David. Um, it's so clear in, in how you speak and how you talk about your business and life. Uh, I really admire that. Um, and I'd love to go into a lot more depth here, but we are unfortunately out of time. But before we sign off, um, what piece of advice would you give to business owners looking to start their business in 2023 or to continue improving their business? I think you need to take a look at it from an outsider's perspective of how people look at your business or how you want people to view your business and then start gearing your goals accordingly. Where are you strong? Where are you weak? Where personally, where do you need help? Where can you supplement? And yes, I know some of you are solopreneurs and that's where you can find help elsewhere. There's a lot of communities there. And by the way, help is coming shortly. So I would just say that between our platform, firms like yourselves that have worked with a tremendous amount of small businesses, don't pay the dummy tax. Go out there and find it. Ask the questions, ask the hard questions. And, and more importantly, I just wrote an article on it, avoid groupthink or self-think. Challenge your assumptions and move forward. And guess what? If it doesn't work one way, maybe pivot another way. Find why people aren't doing certain things. In other words, what do they like best about your product? I also found walk around. 
Check. Listen to people. Go in these big box stores, Walmart, Home Depot. It's amazing what people talk about and what they'll engage with you about. You'll start seeing people from all different walks of life and realizing, hey, you know what? There's a big world out there. And what problem can I solve? And lastly, Deej, I don't mean to go on too long, is read, listen, watch on on platforms. These companies all the time are talking about different things, issues they're facing or whatever it is. Take that issue. Is that really the case? How can I solve it? Think about how can I solve it or who can solve a problem for me? And that's what I leave you guys with. I appreciate that so much. And I'm sure the listeners do as well. Um, thanks for being on the show. I've, I've really enjoyed your insights and expertise. Um, and I'm excited to follow your journey. But for the listeners, what is the best way for us to get in touch with David Carmel if you have any offers for them or if they want to follow your journey and your business? Oh, sure. Be happy. First, Deej, thank you for what you do. The value you bring to the small and aspire ecosystem is fantastic. The best way to reach me is um, I'm available. I, I am on LinkedIn. Um, I profess to be on um, X. Uh, you can always get me at David at DealRocket. That's D-E-A-L-R-O-C-K-I-T.com or our websites on the contact page, which is, again, with the IT, DealRocket or StartupRocket.com. Or feel free to contact Deej and tell him how great his podcast is and what value they bring to the table. And I'm sure he'll find me. Thanks. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much, David. Um, uh, I'm excited to see where the, what the future holds for, for both you and I. Well, I agree. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and to your audience. Thank you for allowing me and Deej to do what we do.